there was a car fire on the highway, so maybe that's affecting the Wi-Fi. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you sound like a weird conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of times when the internet is being bad, I'll say, oh, it's too windy today. It's blowing the Wi-Fi away. And it, it's that, not... What? That thing Dad told us that, like... So the static in the phone lines was because birds were on their phones or squirrels were on their like telephone lines. <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but that sounds, that like sounds very much like a dad story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a dad story. All dads got together and said, this is what we're telling our kids today. This is what we're saying. This is the, yeah. this is the rumor. Okay. Uh, before we get started, Amanda, have you plugged in your computer? My computer is in fact plugged in and the light okay. is a glowing. Go ahead. All right, intro, 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 intro. Hello, friends and beans. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast where an artist and an entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring abilities of insects by creating a bug-themed superhero. I'm Amanda. And I'm always Kelly. <laughs> Producer Derek and his cat Rotunda are here. Before we get started creating this bug-inspired hero, what's bugging you, Kelly? Um, well, I just had a birthday. I guess I'm okay with yeah! sharing that. Your yeah. birthday, girl, cause you looking like a prison. I believe that is the song I sent you. I thought, I like, <laughs> it's great. Kelly needs to get down to some Lizzo on her birthday. Yeah, it's it's good. I um, you know, I won't tell the listeners how old I am. They can probably guess. Beautiful. given all the context clues all I've given over the year but um <laughs> I feel I feel great I am loved by friends and family you know it's it's awesome um my husband got me a new pair of uh steel series headphones for Ooh. my birthday you so now I can I can hear things when I'm gaming finally because my old set was trash <laughs> <laughs> you can hear all your tree mates going Come on, get it, get the points. Uh, you tell I do a lot of online video gaming. Come on, yes. <laughs> get the points, indeed. Get the points. <laughs> My husband only plays League of Legends, and so there, I, I just know oh, there's yeah. a lot of like, oh, Cody. The one I make fun of Cody for all the time is back when he played a lot of LOL. Uh, is uh, he'd be like, oh, this team's no good. Oh, this team. For every single game. And I'm like, I'm starting to think it's not the team, babes. I'm starting to think the common denominator <laughs> oh, is no. And he was like, <gasps> he had to like oh, take no, a, Cody. He had to like take a break for a while because he was getting like too like incensed by League of Legends. <laughs> he was like, I'm getting too into it. I'm like, it matters too much to me. I gotta take a break. So he didn't play for like six months because he was like, I you know, I can't I can't put this much energy into League of Wieners. You can't. Yeah, it's not a it's not healthy. Yeah. We don't I don't really play a lot of PvP. I played PvP when I was younger mm-hmm. and now I feel like I don't have the reaction speed of the 14 year olds who are also playing the PvP. So Fair. it doesn't quite work. And I mean I remember a few years ago I have a brother who's a lot younger than me. He's our caboose kid. And he was playing Overwatch. And I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could not even watch him play. Because my little old man brain was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, too much information. There's too much happening here. Mm-mm. And like, well, not, everyone's reaction speed is so quick now. And not and being um, the one steering, I think, also makes, an, makes a difference. Like, yeah. if you're the one controlling where the camera goes, your brain can, like, 
track better. But just watching him play, I was like, oh, I'm officially aged out of computer games. <laughs> I, need, I, <laughs> I need to play games by myself. I need to chase down all the mushrooms by myself and make all the Yeah, I need a story. By myself. Our lovely producer, Derek, gifted me God of War, which I'm excited to I'm play. I'm so excited and for you to play it. a nice story. It's right. a story game with some fighting. Uh, I'm good with it. Get ready to call your cat's boy all the time because he only refers to his son as boy. Yeah, it's boy. Yes, father. Yes, yes father. What is it? What is it, daddy? <laughs> boy, come on. Fire your arrows at the enemies, boy. Get the points, boy. Why even have a name? It's just boy all the time. Because <laughs> calling what's, by what's bugging you, Amanda? Too emotional. Um, <laughs> what's bothering me? This is going to be too timely. It's going to be too topical is uh too topical is is that people i don't know what the rules are in new jersey but around here you we can, have no rules it's new jersey that's true i hear that everything is legal <laughs> in new jersey that's the rumor i've heard uh well around here you're not supposed to light off fireworks uh just kind of in general you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of no thanks uh but people do and so for the week leading up to and the week after fourth of july Every single post on the internet is, did you hear that? An explosion. There was an explosion. There was an explosion. Did you hear that explosion? And it's like, it's the teenagers with fireworks, you guys. Calm down. It's, yeah, it's the fourth. It's, 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 we've handed children without school the ability to purchase explosions. They're going to use that. So that's what's bothering me. We had them last night at like four in the morning someone is it's, shooting fireworks and i'm like guys so come early. on it's like okay it's so early it's 7 15 time to start lighting off some fireworks i'm like you can't even see them you guys knock it's it off dark yet. It's, not, it's not dark till 10 15 <laughs> stop it so yeah. yeah i never liked fireworks because i don't like loud loud things like bother loud me but pop, you know pop. yeah but i think it also bothers our pets and i i hate that you know my dog used to be terrified of fireworks um, our childhood dog was okay with it, but he was also like half deaf. So maybe he just didn't realize yeah. what was yeah. happening. Um, yeah, well, I've got a, I've got a almost five-year-old this year. So, you know, fireworks are going to be a big deal this year. Oh, that's, that's going to be very exciting for him, right? Yeah. Last pumped? year we got him a sword that shot fireworks out the end of it. And he, oh, that was a big <laughs> deal. He talked about that for like weeks. I want that. That sounds great. <laughs> I've got this one video of him saying, uh, you know, because they they named the fireworks hilarious things. There's either like forever true explosion bomb, you know, or it's uh, the one we had last year was just a picture of a dolphin on it. And it said flipping awesome on it. And so I have have this recording of him saying flipping awesome that I use as my ringtone whenever possible. Flipping awesome. Very good. good. It's fantastic. Uh, maybe use that as the bumper for this episode. Full up and awesome. <laughs> oh, Derek says there's one called Killer Bees. That's oh yeah, right the up Killer our alley. Bees is the one where it, like it it whistles it's like pew pew. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we had those when I was a kid. You can't. Um, I believe it's illegal to purchase fireworks in New Jersey, but you can shoot them. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah. Jersey's I like think. I don't know if that law's changed, but that's that sounds like laziness on Jersey's part. We don't want to regulate this, but if you have them, that's not our business. <laughs> yeah, just go about your day, please. Um, look, I have a bunch of plants in here in my office, and I look down and I see 
a spider has created a web mm. between two plants, and I can see she's got a she's got a badonkadonk. So oh, she's wonder what ready. it is. What are you? Your plants are about to become a nursery. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to figure out what she is later. Now she's going to distract me. I'm just going to be staring at her all the time. You know I love a spider. Oh yeah, we have one of those those big boys that you like, the house spiders. Last night while we were doing some gardening. And I was like, oh, whoa, cool. look out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, it's, it's one of those house boys. And my son's like, yeah, it's one of those house boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so now, the house boy. Yes, it's a house boy, father. And I was like, boy, that's a house spider. How dare you? Refer to it by its proper Latin name. I think those are producer Derek's favorite spiders, the big house spiders. I, it was, it, they're, they're biggins. They're big boys around here. They're like proper two inches across and uh yeah. i'm against it <laughs> <laughs> well we did bring we brought one to our spider-man talk when we spoke in rose city a few years ago yes i remember i was so. i was tabling my art at the convention and derek comes just walking up and he's like hey you want to meet my spider right there in your face I'm like, oh my gosh <laughs> a spider my, in, my, in a jar it wasn't a, like on your shoulder yes, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not like he carries it around it's not like, a parrot <laughs> He's not a Spider-Verse character with this like sentient <laughs> spider friend. Uh, no, no, no. But uh, he was just like, hey, you want to see a spider? And I had my booth babe with me, my my friend, and she was like, oh, oh, oh no. You know, trying try to be cool, but like clearly not into this at all. Really uncomfortable. <laughs> have you seen Spider-Verse yet? I have not, oh, unfortunately. Did oh, you, was I, it good? I, I think Derek said it's like the best movie he's ever seen. Um. So this is interesting. This is a little thing that my husband and I were discussing. He likes action-y movies in the sense that he likes when characters do a lot of things in a 90-minute period. That makes him feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. Whereas I prefer the talky-talk, here's what a character thinks, feels, and does, why they do it movies. So I liked the first Spider-Verse better because I feel like we got to know the characters more. But my husband liked the second Spider-Verse because they do a lot more. That being said, it's excellent very good um i'm very excited for the third installment i hope that we'll see it you know before 2030 but the rumor is (laughs) that it's taken a long time to make that uh a lot of the innovations of how they animated it have really slowed down production but hopefully now that they've made one they can make the second one faster um there's a lot of drama around animation as yeah right now so who um who owns spider-verse it's not marvel is it no it's sony um sony the long and short of it is that marvel was going bankrupt and so they sold the rights to make spider-man movies to sony to keep themselves afloat and but it looks like marvel's like connected with sony right is so now so now what has happened is disney on behalf of marvel because disney bought marvel um disney is now doing the the law labor of being like okay you still own the rights to the spider-man stuff but we're gonna lease our own character back from you so he can be in the mcu but you'll get like paid for when he appears in mcu stuff and like uh, 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 it's like very complicated oh okay but they're kind of like working together to keep uh to keep a universe happening, I think, right? Yes. That's what so, it seems. Yes. And on on Disney's behalf... Sorry, this turned into a Spider-Man episode. <laughs> I was just curious. So they, they, <laughs> Disney has a, a vertical integration. They have 
they have done their darndest to be a no way home make it so that they can include the other spider-man movies in their catalog in my opinion so that they can lay the groundwork to purchasing spider-man back from yeah the yeah i figured so, that the goal was to buy it back because it's a very right. profitable very yeah i mean it's spider-man there's a reason why they yeah. said we got to sell something off to keep keep the business a boatin and they picked mm. spider-man because they could get a lot of money <laughs> for and they were right you know sam raimi turned around and turned those spider-man movies into a big deal when superhero movies weren't really a genre to uh, certainly not to the effect that they are now yeah oh yeah genre fatigue being what it is that spider-verse 2 is doing as well as it is is you know thank goodness (laughs) because there's a lot out there now there's like uh, 36 movies and seven tv it's just a lot it's just a lot well i'm grateful for it i love me some spider-man so it's fine with me right I'm not going to turn down, especially high quality Spider-Man because Spider-Verse yeah, is certainly totally. the highest of quality, you know, in a, in a, in a conversation about like cheap animation now that's so available, you know, you turn on your kid's show and it's, it's all computer generated in 30 minutes in a Russian basement somewhere <laughs> to, to turn around and have Spider-Verse, which was, you know, frame by frame, delicately and lovingly created by actual created, creators. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah we could get into well, a whole thank conversation you thanks about amanda that, but... thanks for the, the explanation <laughs> i have no no deep dived you into animation dramas i love a deep dive um we're gonna do a little bit of a deep dive today on our that's the rumor that's what i'm hearing topic this is a, so, a topic selected by producer derek his very favorite moth it is a beautiful beautiful moth and i think it's it's international moth week or will be or national moth week when uh or will be when this comes out? Yeah, so it is National Moth Week. We're going to cover a very special moth who, uh, again, yeah, Derek chose this this guy. We don't really have, it's called the Cinnabar Moth. We don't really have them on the East Coast, not in any great quantity. But uh, they mostly a, they're mostly a problem for you guys in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't recall ever having seen them, but I'm sure I just didn't. Uh, look for them now didn't notice I, now if i came across one of course i would notice right away but you know now was, your brain is fine-tuned to fine look at bugs to look at bugs like the bug that was flying into my screen last night while i was trying to read my you're book staring at it. <laughs> you know you're in the dark your screen your kindle's on and it's like bing 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 trying to read the kindle with you you ever had that happen oh yeah yeah so annoying it's a usually a little gnat or something yeah a little gnat but this is not a that. This is a cinnabar moth. Um, yes, and they are uh, they're an, an invasive species. They're oh, native no. to Europe and Asia. I can't yeah. believe that Derek would pick an invasive species. But uh, but in a good way. Uh, oh, in, in, a, in, in a, a good way. Uh, yes, you can be so, invasive and good. I just I just thought the blame. Well, we would. I guess a better a better term would be introduced for oh. this, this species. Um, so they were introduced as a biocontrol in, um, in your very own home state of Oregon in 1960, but they are here to deal with the uh, tansy ragwort, a pretty gnarly invasive plant. So we have a native ragwort here in the, in the North America, it's the golden ragwort, but this one is 
the uh, common ragwort or the tansy ragwort. It's got a bunch of names. Or the was it Stinky Willy? Was the <laughs> other one? <laughs> okay, okay. I've done a quick Google here, and on just the Wikipedia, it says common names include ragwort, common ragwort, Stinky Willy, tansy yeah. <laughs> ragwort, benweed, Saint Jameswort, Stinky Nanny, right. Nilly Willy. Nilly Willy. Oh, man. I love a common name. Dog standard. <laughs> Cankerwort. Stammerwort. Mare's fart. Tansywort. Oh, man. Oh, just tansy. <laughs> See, this is this is why in science we have binomial, what's called binomial nomenclature. We have a mm. genus and a species. It's because common. otherwise you you have like 20 of these common names. And it's just like, what am I talking about anymore? They gotta treat it like dinosaurs. Whoever came up with the nickname first, they get to, they get to name it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only one. <laughs> the only well, one. Like, depending on well, this uh, this ragwort is native to Europe and Asia, so it probably has a whole bunch of common names because it's got such a wide distribution. Oh yeah. So like, if you're in the UK, you might call it something, and if you're in China, you might call it something else, which will translate to you know, stinky willy in English. Who knows? Right. Ah, the <laughs> stinky, willy. Uh, stinky willy. So this, uh, this ragwort, it's invasive. It's here in North America. It seems like it's mostly a problem in the Pacific Northwest and like oh, Washington no. and Oregon for uh, ranchers. So the ragwort is toxic. Um, if uh, it's toxic to cows and sheep and, oh, um, okay, I see. or not, not sheep. Let me re- rewind. It's toxic. It's toxic to cows and horses. Uh, it doesn't affect sheep, uh, but it can cause uh, liver failure in them. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh. so it's pretty gnarly. Pretty noxious. Noxious. Uh, it was also introduced to Australia and New Zealand, and uh, they actually have laws there where if it shows up on your land, you have to remove it. That's oh, how dangerous okay. it is for their their like ranching ranching duties australia yeah. man i just every time i hear about an invasive species in australia it's like it's, it's going always in australia <laughs> it's going bad out here you guys <laughs> but it's fascinating that it's so dangerous to um to farm livestock basically that you got to get it out of there so what's our what's our favorite way to get rid of, of an invasive species yeah. To introduce another <laughs> invasive species. We talked to, about uh, this with Caitlin, remember? Yes, yes, yes. Doctor Doctor O'Donnell said, like, well, you just gotta be careful about how you do it and then it then it can be okay, but it just seems so <laughs> dangerous to me. It just seems like such a like domino effect, like oops, now we're all cinnabar bots. <laughs> oops, all cinnabar. Oops, all cinnabar um, bots. <laughs> But the uh, cinnabar moth is fan- it's a fantastic form of biocontrol against the ragwort. Um, there was like one study where they introduced a bunch of cinnabar moth caterpillars and it reduced the ragwort population by 50 to 70 percent. Oh, they munch through them, huh? Oh, man. Big munchers. Nom, nom, Big nom. time munchy munch. But I mean, they're not they're not the only ones. Uh, they also introduced the flea beetle. And the ragwort seed head fly. So it's like a team up. It's a little team up of oh, man. biocontrol. Give them the old one two punch. Here's a cinnabar moth. Ugh. Here's a, what'd you say? It was like a, <laughs> some sort of beetle flea, flea beetle? 
Flea Beetle, yeah. Flea Beetle. kind of cute. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> well, what's neat is is that they eat different parts of the ragwort. So the cinnabar caterpillars eat the leaves and the buds and the flowers in uh, midsummer. And then the flea beetles eat their roots in the fall. So it's different, different time periods for attack too. And our favorite mama, the earwig, also eats their flowers. So we have a little, little native biocontrol of our they own. They mess with the wrong bug over here. <laughs> They're coming. The wrong bug team. They're coming. <laughs> Come but I love, I kind of love when this happens. Because uh, it seems like they're, they're, at least with the cinnabar moth, that caterpillar really mostly sticks to this invasive species of ragwort. Sometimes it affects our native ragwort, but um, it, it really likes its hometown plant. Just like, um, just like the uh, spotted lanternfly, where it kind of starts off on the, on the tree of heaven, which we discussed in that episode. So is the flea beetle also introduced or it was already around? Introduced. Introduced. Yeah. Okay, so they introduced two bugs to deal with this this, <laughs> this one nasty, noxious flower. Three, three. Also the uh, that fly. Oh! Yeah, the ragwort seed head fly. So it's been a triple team. So they really were one invasive plant. around with this, with this mm-hmm. plant. That's so interesting. I mean, uh, with Dr. Ped, who I will now only refer to as Dr. Ped. <laughs> one time you're like um he's a doctor and i was like oh no oh um so dr pad i wonder what his take on this is because he's he was dealing with that invasive plant that was like it cuts up your mouth and also it destroys your self-esteem you know like it makes fun of your mom to your face (laughs) to your face it doesn't even care it's called blood grass it was called the same like name, that, like yeah. bloodgrass. Yeah, Blood, yeah, it was nasty. It was, it was like a demon pretending to be a plant. Uh, I wonder if, if he, if where his conversation on this sort of thing is, because he's coming from it from the plant side rather than the bugs. Yeah, we'll, we'll well, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll give me a, an earful when he listens to the when he to the episode. <laughs> You'll yeah. know exactly he does when he listen. watched it. What he listened to, he'll be like, oh, oh tick, 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 tick. He'll call me. I've got so many thoughts, Kelly. Like, Pet, it's 3 a.m. And he'll be like, I don't care. I'm going to talk about this right now. I'm having plant thoughts, uh, which uh-huh. I love. I love your plant thoughts, Ped. You can call me anytime. But um, this, what's really cool about this is um, you used to be able to just order the Cinnabar moth larva if you oh. had this ragwort. Um, Oregon and Washington used to do this. Um, I think they stopped. You can still get them in California. And uh, Washington, you can get the flea beetle. You can order those guys. So, you know, it's still possible to use this biocontrol if you happen to be a landowner and want to protect your cows. Got to protect those cows. Well, they're very important. You know, on this side of the mountains, we don't see as many cows. But you drive even just 30 minutes and it's it's cow land out there over here. In the really? Yeah, very cowy. Uh, lots of cows. I didn't realize you guys had all that ranching going on over there. For some reason, I thought that was more middle America than Western, but what do I know? Well, we have the cheese factory here. Oh, right. You have Tillamook, right? Yeah. Tillamook cheese. Shout out to Tillamook cheese factory. (laughs) Tillamook, if you'd like to be our sponsor, we love cheese. (laughs) We love cheese. (laughs) 
uh no the tillamook cheese factory is a, a an institution a staple of the of the coast here so we have a lot of dairy stuff yeah 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 my mm. grand not mm, my husband's grandfather was a a beef cow man our dad grew up on a farm with cows and i could never understand how he could eat the cow after knowing it its whole life but maybe that's just my bleeding heart um, <laughs> yeah i would think that would be difficult I mean, too he doesn't make it sound like it's difficult at all he was just kind of like yeah you knew what they were for from the very beginning so i guess yeah i think if, if i had to like be around the animal i was gonna eat i might be vegetarian honestly <laughs> you want to push me into vegetarianism it would be like you're only allowed to eat cows that you know and i'm like oh no <laughs> like the 4-h thing where they're like you raise the sheep and then you give it away at the end i could never do that either i'd be like this is my sheep now though this is mine now yeah this even though sheep are not good pets no, but still not. that doesn't matter we're humans we'll pack bond with anything we'll pack anything. bond with yeah. a vacuum friend we're out <laughs> here loving everything that comes into our house we we will put googly eyes and a spatula, and we love that spatula. That's all it takes. Those little googly eyes. Yeah, that's all. That, just the human <laughs> connection of eye to eye contact. It does not matter if those <laughs> eyes are real or not. It's like how we see faces and everything. Like humans are programmed mm -hmm. to see faces. We're programmed to see faces. Yeah, it's because we're pack bond with anything. <laughs> pack of pack animals. Uh, so do so. You're saying that these. Speaking of packs, this pack of superheroes here. <laughs> Uh, they, they, so they eat it at different spots on the plant at different times. At different times. Yep. Yeah. So really destroying its whole system. Like it has no chance to recover. Oh yeah. No chance, which is great. Um, what a, what an intense form of biocontrol. It's like hit it everywhere in all seasons. Yeah. Like I said, they were not, gone. they were not. It's very, them. very effective. So did the does the cinnabar moth do the eating or does the cinnabar caterpillar do the eating? The caterpillar eat, mm. does all the eating. Um, the moth in its adult stage does not have mouth parts that function. Oh, so it eats nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. sad for the moths every Very sad. time. Uh, so the cinnabar moth I, or larvae. They're beautiful. I'm uh, looking the at them right Actually, now. the caterpillars are also beautiful. Yes. They're both. I mean, the aesthetic on both forms of this bug are so good. I feel like the caterpillar would be friends with Willy Bear. <gasps> My gosh. Or <laughs> so, okay. Okay, hold on. If we're going to start like a moth <laughs> throwback to my, our dear friend, Willy Bear and, and his mom, <laughs> Isabella Tiger Moth. Um, yes. I, yes. Okay, so right. if you're not so the, near the a Cinnabar caterpillar is yellow and black striped and you need to google this friends because they're beautiful which I mean, is a compliment to our black and orange striped woolly bear derek yeah. is saying they're a tim burton creation and they are they are they very, tim very tim burton yeah 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 if the, if a bunch of caterpillars were going to emerge and like eat a, a, a horribly noxious plant to save the hero at the you know final moments what of, it does. of a tim burton movie it would be this caterpillar absolutely <laughs> Well, you know, you remember how hungry, hungry Wooly Bear was, right? So hungry. Nom, nom. So hungry. The Cinnabar caterpillar gets so hungry, it sometimes eats all of its food supply, and then they start eating each other. <gasps> That's how hungry they are. Maximum hungry, I'd say. Oh, no. You know what this reminds <laughs> me of? Uh, I don't know if you read the, 
the series Animorphs. I haven't, but everyone tells me I think that you, I should have. I think you were slightly before them. Or after. I think I'm a little old for Animorphs. Right, right. Yeah. Whichever. Yeah. But, um... Like two had, years or something. They had a alien creature called... I believe they're the Taxons. And they were, like, a, a caterpillary sort of alien that was just filled with, like, an insatiable hunger at all times. To the point where, like, the heroes... Which... I, I should stress that Animorphs was marketed as a kid series, but some truly messed up stuff happens in Animorphs. Like, <laughs> messed up. Knowing that one of their go-to strategies is to injure one of the caterpillar aliens so that the other caterpillar aliens will become overwhelmed by their desire to cannibalize the injured one. Oh my gosh, that's a children's book? And it's a children's book! <laughs> children's series that's what i'm talking about like they're like i mean ka applegate was not messing around with her like look we're trying to like show that war is brutal and that if you're a child soldier you will not be spared and you're like dang oh my god whole book series about child soldiers that turn into animals correct correct you think it's gonna be like a fun fun time oh they turn into animals how fun no incorrect they um mm Mm-mm, this is a this, this did, book is about war crimes. <laughs> did they get to choose what animals they turn into? Yes. So you could only turn into an animal okay. if you touch the animal first. It's called acquiring them. So you can always change into them whenever you want after that initial touch, but you have to touch them first to like acquire their DNA. Hmm. Right. So it made some of the logistics around um, acquiring new animals. You know, that's part of the fun of the book. It's like, oh, we got to get a shark. Like, Well, how am I going to touch a shark right now? How am I going to touch a shark? <laughs> and, you know, they found some easy workarounds. Like one of the characters, like their parents are the veterinarians at the zoo. So like, oh, that, that got yeah. them was like front loaded with some good animals right at the very beginning of the series. Just so that they weren't like <laughs> always a house cat, you know? <laughs> I'm always, yeah. I'm always a dog. Right. Or an exactly. ant. And uh, the other body horror thing, well, there's a lot of body horror in Animorphs, but <laughs> one of the kids gets stuck. So you can only transform for two hours. If you are transformed for longer than two hours, your DNA shifts and you just become that animal and you can't Ooh. morph out. So one of the characters gets stuck as a red-tailed hawk, like within the first four books. He's just oh, a red-tailed forever? hawk. Forever. He's just a red-tailed hawk oh. now. Does he have the intelligence of a human? Yes, he's still him. And he can talk, oh boy. And he can like strategize and whatever. But he, his body is a red-tailed hawk. And it's <laughs> a little messed up. <laughs> what a prison. Yeah, that sounds right. yikes. And there's, there's, so he eventually gets his, we've gone on an Animorph rant here. But he eventually gets his morphing power back via some timey-wimey stuff. He like gets some... <laughs> Why can't you just touch a human and go back to being a human? Because once you once you get locked in an animal on accident, you just stuck. That, that animal never acquired the ability to transform. The, mm. the ability to transform is okay. in your, your human form or whatever your <laughs> native form is, I should say, because the the other aliens could transform if they've acquired the ability to transform. And he he could have once he got the ability back to transform, he could have changed back into a human and just stayed as a human. But he was like, I still want to be able to transform again. Right. Also, that, well, I guess, oh, 
they he did get yeah, the ability to turn back into his human self but yeah you could morph into other humans but they were like this is ethically weird we're not going to do it which was always yeah, like oh that's okay. a lot of restraint for like teens in these books 15 year olds to have yeah <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. they like ethically wouldn't transform into other humans but at one point they trap one of their enemies as a rat and leave him on an island to die it's an intense book series <laughs> can't believe this is for children they're very good but they're messed up we're gonna have to cut all this okay yeah, you're gonna have to cut all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the cinnabar moth is um very hungry hungry like like our friend woolly bear just and i think like they would be friends that's the standard for caterpillars is you must be hungry hungry especially i mean if you're a quote-unquote adult form doesn't have a mouth i feel a like mouth. You gotta get it all in while you can. Well, well, I think what's also cool is um, so the ragwort we talked I talked about before is toxic. So, and this is due to um, I think it's alkaloids in the in the plant. So the our little buddy the caterpillar takes these toxins in, and it lets everyone know how gnarly and poisonous it is with its bright coloration. You know, okay, 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 yellow, okay, okay, black. okay. Up, up. Postmatism. Yes. Yes. Ah, yes. I am a learned scholar. Yeah, you are a learned scholar. (laughs) I don't know why that word was so hard for me to like lock into that brain space, but I finally got it. Uh, It's a postmatism is a bit of a weird word to say. It doesn't sound like a word you'd ever use. I always want to add a second p. I always want it to be like a postmatism or something like that, but. Okay. Uh, so the it reminds white... me of pro- appropriation. <laughs> appropriation. He's appro- appropriated <laughs> all these colors so that you know not to eat them. Uh, so he's brightly colored. That's the purpose of the orange and black stripes, is to say, yeah, to let everyone nasty. know I'm yucky. I've been mm-hmm. eating all this nasty ragwort. You don't want to eat this. <laughs> you don't want a part of this at all. What's kind of cool is when it turns into a moth. It's also very pretty brightly colored. Most of its body is like a. Kind of like a gray black and then its wings are have like dashes of i think to me it looks red yeah but i've seen call it red. i've seen it described as like pink red before but it's like it's a poppy red. red i'd say as a color enthusiast yeah it's know. like a bright and yeah. it's cool because it's the they get their name because of this this red color which comes from the mineral called cinnabar um cinnabar is a type of uh or for mercury so yeah that's you where, say cinnabar yeah. and my 90s kid brain goes to cinnabar island which is where you could catch fire pokemon in oh okay <laughs> pokemon green <laughs> and red and yellow and blue and their revival Good old pokemon yeah Good old pokemon teaching me about animals since what teaching about or i guess yeah <laughs> yeah well because like in that in that first run they're all like it's pallet town and the cities are vermilion and yeah and well ver- vermilion we get actually get the color vermilion from cinnabar or from cinnabar oh my gosh they're the same city then yeah the the romans the, the romans used it um and even the romans realized how toxic it was back then because they probably lost a whole lot of slaves just trying to get get this pigment but it's a beautiful oh, color yeah. i if mean the romans Google were going cinnabar. through pigments they really they really 
did not care <laughs> what it took to get those pigments. Give me those bright colors. Yeah, they killed a whole a whole snail over the color purple. And we don't have Oh that. right, right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should mm-hmm. we should do a whole episode on pigments that we get from oh, insects. Yes, because that might be fun. We've talked before about the red pigments uh from crushed beetles that we still use. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, this reminds me. Maybe maybe I shouldn't say because but did you know, Shelley, that shellac is made from from bugs? Yes, ma'am. Isn't that uh, <gasps> wild? That's wild. <laughs> I, I love when you learn something new and you're so pumped about it. <laughs> so excited. It's my favorite thing. I mean, for me, it just always proves that, like, you you can't really be a vegan because, like, the stuff is out. It's in there. It's in there. Everything. But it's no, everywhere. Recently, yeah. yeah. Shellac is made from, like, a, sh- what is it, is it called? Like a shell? beetles now i gotta quickly google it again so i don't get the fact tell me teach me about this beetle amanda shellac beetle (laughs) it is a shellac is a resin secreted by the lac bug on trees in the forests of india and thailand amazing so like like the the bee makes the wax all the wax comes out right now they've got mm-hmm. this this lac beetle is out here making shellac. And I had no idea all this time that my house was covered in bees. Covered in or beetle bees, bits? Sorry. Beetle. Beetle. Beetle juice. Yeah. <laughs> what you wish for. You're covered in beetles. Beetles. So that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah we, we should definitely do an episode about like how we use bugs in pigments and in our, our everyday lives, yeah, it be the, the bugs are where you find them, and you you don't even know that you found a bug until just now, <laughs> like I did about the shellac. Well, Derek put it on the list. All right, it's on the list. It's on our topic on list. The list. It's coming to because I've been wanting to do an art history episode. Maybe that's as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Maybe you're a special guest for the pigment color for the pigment. I'm, episode. I'll do all my research. I'll let you know. <laughs> Because a lot of pigments are, are found in spicy ways, let me tell you. Yeah, I would love that. I we love listening of, to you talk, so. Well, we love, we, we, as Westerners, we talk a lot about spice wars, right? You know, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. with the things they did for salt. The word salary comes from salt, you know, that sort of stuff. Oh, but yeah. The things we did for pigments are also intense. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll save that for a very fun Yes, yes. Episode. We'll have to do a special col- colors and other Beatles episode. <laughs> well, getting getting back to our friends, the, the Cinnabar, the um, so they like I said, they mostly prefer the ragwort, right? The females will lay around three hundred eggs um, in batches of thirty to sixty little clumps, and um, the eggs will take two to three weeks to hatch. And uh, they when they first come out, because they haven't eaten these. Uh, poisonous leaves yet the caterpillars are actually like a boring gray green color oh yeah i love when animals change color based on what they eat obviously (laughs) the flamingo is og in that but there's a lot of it like oh like like poisonous the more things i've learned recently poisonous frogs are not poisonous (laughs) unless they've eaten their special diet so that's why you can have them in zoos yeah and they won't hurt you they're okay you can handle them in a zoo because they're not eating their special poison stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy out here. Nature is incredible and beautiful and just fantastic. Intense. I never I never get enough. Never get enough. 
but they they hang out on the on the the leaves they hatch on until their first molt so when they become their second instar and then they start getting that black and yellow color that lets everyone know hey i've been munching on dangerous plants don't mess with me i'm disgusting please don't inside. munch me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there are so there are some um some animals that will eat them even though they're yucky um so cuckoos the bird they're a type of bird they'll eat them uh some rodents will eat them ants love these caterpillars apparently oh no no. yeah (laughs) uh parasitic wasps which we they seem to really like all kinds of fun things and um my some of my favorite little dudes the terrestrial isopods the roly-poly the potato bug the sow bug another one with a million common names so things will eat them i'm sure i'm certain spiders will probably eat them too so they're not completely out of the the food web as caterpillars. So they're kind of cool. Is that part of what makes them a good introduced pest control? Is that other things are still eating them? Um, I think what makes them good pest control is that they're very host plant specific. Mm. They're not going to stray to other plants. They're really just going to focus on that one species you want to get rid of, which is nice. What I'm so I think you're are you drawing our heroes yes. right I'm now? I'm trying to trying to give her. Like a pose that says, I'm better than you. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I just give me that. They're just kind of like, because you mentioned Isabella Tiger Moth. So I kind of want to make her kind of a foil to Isabella without making her Isabella's enemy, if that makes sense. Right, right. They so should be of... in the same, not the same team, but they certainly wouldn't be enemies. They're from the same like planet, like the introduced yeah, aspect yeah. of it is like she's been introduced to planet earth via exploding <laughs> home planet you know the way that like superman is so like i can't wait to like write comics about our heroes i know <laughs> I, I think it's gonna wait. happen i can't wait we're gonna have to we're gonna have to it's like we have no choice uh so i'm quickly so i'm trying to get are you our... are you making a caterpillar sidekick oh, like our yeah, friend sh- i think the implication should be that isabella wants on this team <laughs> But she's she just hasn't gotten their attention. You know, they're way cooler mm-hmm. than her. They got the flea beetle. They got what was it? Some sort of fly. I, I missed the flies. <laughs> oh, the fly. It's the um, ragwort seed head fly. What a specific name. So they yes, got rag- very specific. <laughs> ragwort fly and flea beetle. And then you got the cinnabar moth, who's just like beautiful. And assumably we got a caterpillar one because you said we got to make a counterpart to a little you got to check out the flea beetle. It's very, very cute. I think I put a photo of it in the Discord. <gasps> oh, it is cute. <laughs> Look at its Just little face. Guy. Just a little fella. It's very, very cute. And they're all tiny. They're all like little dudes. So I love a little she'd have dude. Two okay, little so dude sidekicks. Two little dudes. Okay, 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 okay. All right. right and, and Derek is reminding us that the, the beetle hops, which is why it's called a flea beetle. It has a little hopping that motion. Is- so stinking cute. I don't know why. So cute. It is cute. A tiny little hopping beetle. It's fantastic. So would you like me to tell you a little bit about their superpowers? Yes. While you're drawing? List what I would consider. Yes. So obviously poison powers because you don't want to munch on that caterpillar uh, or the or the butterfly, the uh, moth rather. Um, flight, obviously, because they're very active. Oh, kind of cool thing about cinnabar moths. You see them in the daytime, too. And oh. they're so brightly colored, people think they're butterflies. 
they really they really look butterfly like i know you've they been saying moth this whole time but my brain is kind of filled in that they're you've been thinking about butterflies been thinking yeah. about butterflies because they, they just look like a butterfly did you also consider isabella to be a butterfly no when you're thinking about some, her no something about the scallopness of her design or of her wings still reads moth to me i'm not sure why moth? scallops says moth but uh. <laughs> that's an interesting yeah a little interesting connection there um uh other and the other two superpowers are obviously massive uh appetites massive appetite <laughs> <laughs> at least for for the caterpillar and uh and a team player because they've got their little team with the flea beetle and the and the fly so okay i'm gonna pull up isabella real fast so i can try and get some of the same design elements on them oh you know it's kind of cool i forgot about this so the genus name for the cinnabar moth is tyria and it's a reference to the city of tyr i think it's tyr or tyre in lebanon which is known for its purple dyes so it's named after the brightly colored you know, this gorgeous purple that you get from that particular city. More colors. More, oh, little did you know. Colors. Such a beautiful color <laughs> episode. Okay, I gotta get the Cinnabar moths. She just kind of has a black body. She doesn't have any, like, patterning on her. Yeah, body. it's kind of blackish gray, I'd say. And then, as always, if the listeners head over to our website where the field notes are, I have a couple, like, field guide recommendations and a few books about moths in the um, recommended reading section if you're looking to check out any good books. I love a good moth book. Give her a black suit. Color are your legs. She's pretty much has the colorful wings and then the rest of her is sleek, pretty black. Sleek black. Yeah. Wow. So while you're while you're drawing Amanda, how many how many legs do you think you'd give this uh little team? Um how many legs? Uh well, I just think it's really interesting that this team up has been introduced. I think that's really unique to them to be introduced mm-hmm. in a positive way. I think every invasive or even just, you know, non-native story we hear about bugs is like, here comes the emerald ash borer here to eat all our <laughs> trees. Oh, no. Here comes the lanternfly here to clog up your ventilation ducts with their tiny bodies. You know, so to hear a positive story is refreshing. Yeah. I mean, they're they're so effective like cattle deaths have been reduced by 90 percent since the introduction what wow They're good good bugs good little good bugs bugs it, I, so def- I, i'd say definitely a hero in definitely in our comic space and i think the superman comparison is very apt in that like they're not from here but they're doing a lot of good you know um they've adopted <laughs> uh, uh their home their home space as their own <laughs> uh i mean they're beautiful they're helpful they're not coming at your face mm-hmm. i'm gonna go five out of six on this one five out of six legs five out of six legs i think the only thing you could do to is be a little bit more have like a unique power i think is the only thing you like if it mm. made a unique sound or it uh, had a unique something that no other moth does but can do yeah yeah it has a very specific purpose and it does that specific purpose really well but it's it's not like other moths don't eat plants 
it's just <laughs> like it eats and that's a moth thing to do yeah we well and we have other we have other um poisonous moths and butterflies right, exactly. so yeah 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 so i feel not... like it's, it's in the upper echelons of cool butterfly moths but like it's not particularly like Produ- producer Derek is making the case that it's out during the day, and there are other. Oh, that's that true. That. Not afraid. I don't think that's her. not a six for me. That's, that's not <laughs> a six. Hard because this is Derek's favorite bug. Uh, not afraid of birds. It's an all arounder. Oh, is it around all year long? I do like that one. Moth. No, no, not for the winter. Okay. No, no, it's gonna. It dies off in the winter. Um, it overwinters as a pupa. So once fall hits. That larva goes underground, mm-hmm. becomes a pupa, and waits for the spring. So, like end of fall. But um, I think I think your five out of six is is pretty spot on. I know Derek's going to give it a six, but Derek, uh, <laughs> Derek is obsessed obsessed with this moth, which is fine because I love the color. You you haven't you haven't really experienced this moth until you find a flower that is covered with two dozen little hot topic caterpillars <laughs> have their little hot topic goth rave on there i guess they don't we listen don't... to rave music as goths i don't know what goths yeah we don't really have them over here i mean there's been like one or two sightings but they don't live here it's like someone accidentally brought a couple over and you can get, like oh there's a couple in new jersey but not really i would love to see them though they probably won't be around if I get out there in September, but you got it. Your task, Derek, is to take a video of them munching so we can share with the listeners. I went to a park last week where I know they, they used to be, and I wasn't able to find any, uh, but there is a park near mm. Amanda that had an adult sighting about two weeks ago. So we'd be on track for finding mm. some caterpillars soon. That'd be awesome. Little caterpillars. I think, I think I'd also give them a five out of six. They're pretty red. I love the goth moth colors. <laughs> I'm willing to give them a six out of six once i've seen one and i've been enraptured by their beautifulness but for now a sight unseen i'll give it five out of six five out of six if you do see what amanda you gotta send me a picture or a a video they're pretty okay i've pulled up iNaturalist where everyone should submit their moth pictures for national moth week and i found a park that has some cinnabar moth caterpillars the sighting was four days ago so you can go check them out amanda all right, I'm gotta on find the it. I bet Teddy would love to see them. Wouldn't Teddy go nuts to see a bunch of caterpillars all next to each other? He does love a bug. We found <laughs> we were cleaning out a, a log pile once. We found like a juicy grub, like one of those thick, juicy, oh, big, like <laughs> thick beetle boys. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like it was definitely gonna become a big beetle. <laughs> and he talked about that for a long time. He like he was like Aww. carrying it around. Uh, everyone else was like, please put that beetle grub down, Teddy. And he was like, oh, my friend. <laughs> oh, I love that he carries it around. He just like had it in the flat of his, his hand. Right? You know? And he was like, look at it. Look. Meanwhile, his dad's like trying not to throw up in the background. You know, so. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I don't love touching beetle grubs. The something about that fat body and the little tiny legs. I don't, I don't like it. I'll still do it, but I don't care for it. All right, I'll, uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying to find a way to. How do I make this caterpillar look more unique? Like right now, he's just a boy with a hat and striped pajamas on, which I'm not sure is the 
<laughs> the flavor we were going for. You gotta make him uh, draw inspiration from Wooly Bear. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He just won't be fuzzy. So make him like a non-fuzzy Wooly Bear is probably what I would suggest. Okay, I have found the exact outfit on Hot Topic. Oh, Derek's, Derek's, Derek's <laughs> got opinions about what he should be wearing. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's give him a sweater. Oh, and... you, you could make it a girl. That's true. We've just, oh. You could make her a girl. Okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta rethink this whole thing. She, she could be like Wooly Bear's little girlfriend. That is so cute. <laughs> He's like crushing hard on her. <laughs> and his, and his, as we know, his mentor, a bumblebee, is encouraging him all along the way. Oh yes. She's gonna love you, man, because you're great. And if she doesn't, that's okay too. You, you know. <laughs> You're going to find the right one for you, Lily Bear. Find the right one. Because Bumblebee is so supportive and sweet. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's the big brother we all wish we could have. <laughs> yeah, Derek saying Lily Bear's goth girlfriend. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> everyone needs a goth GF, okay? Like, everyone. At some point in your life, you need a goth GF. Okay, let's give her... What's the gothiest haircut? It's got to be, like, the blunt bangs with the bob. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She needs fingerless gloves, I assume. Fingerless, fingerless. Oh, definitely fingerless gloves. Let's give her some. I wanted, I still want it to be like a child's outfit. So we'll give her some black shorts here. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, uh, she's like 13, right? Like that age range yeah. between, well, I guess. You're just first starting to like, you know. Uh, Figure out that's how you want to dress. Yeah. I'll give her some overalls because overalls are hilarious and gothy. The listeners may or may not be surprised to know that I was definitely a goth girl. Oh, really? Oh, young woman. (laughs) I was friends with the goths, but I was never a goth. Although I will say my interests were very goth. I was very into like stories where everything's sad at the end, tragedies, (laughs) the, the, the eternal heartbreak of loving someone who doesn't love you back, you know. Oh yeah. Fourteen year old stuff. Really in your fourteen year old feels. Exactly. Oh yeah. And like I will sometimes like look back on the media I consumed at the time of like the the aching heartbreak of of, of being alive. And I'm like, why did I have to be this <laughs> like upset about? You know, like nothing. you know at nothing. And, nothing at all. And like now we've discussed before that like I only consume things that make me feel good because i just have enough things Mm -hmm. in my life that make me feel bad i don't need to consume more media that's about sadness um but as a kid i was like yes and then oh and then he got turned into a a hawk and he could never be a real (laughs) boy again ah you know so i uh i still enjoy consuming really sad things although i I like to laugh too though so it's not i think the right sad thing can hit right you're just like "Mm, Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's sad but like not so sad that like I like sadness that's like oh they couldn't be together because life didn't let them be together oh mm. that's that's sad but that's life I don't like sad that's like and then their entire family and their dog died <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like that well, I can't I can't handle pet death I can't yeah. do pet death in a movie it makes me very upset I can still watch it um, my husband can't even watch it. If there's a movie and it looks like someone's dog or cat's going to die, he's like, we're not watching that. You Just can't. Not there's, have, are you aware of does the dog die? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. a, you, you can you like, check, right? Yeah. yeah. There's does the dog die? And there's also can you pet the dog, which is the 
alternative for video <laughs> games where you can look up the video game uh, and they tell you whether you can pet the where dog. Where can I pet the dog? We haven't seen um, all the John Wicks because had to stop with the dog. Couldn't do it. Well, to be f- does it, would it make him feel better to know that the dog does unfortunately pass, but then he spends three movies of, <laughs> I think now four movies of it's just revenging the dog, the dog which is <laughs> yeah. great. So like of avenging, all the, yeah. like the dog has gotten the karma back at this point, <laughs> like tenfold. Yeah. I do. I love that concept of how dare you. <laughs> that was my dog, and I'm gonna lay waste to everything for four movies. It's great. I will eventually watch them on my own. I think. My sister loves them, and like I just love Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I mean, like the rest of the world, like, you know? like everyone else. I'm not a monster. I'm not. I'm not an idiot, you know. So <laughs> I am a learned scholar. I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> okay, we're gonna give. We're gonna make the the flea a boy just to balance it out. We got one of each. Yeah, I can't wait to see this cute little little team. Um. Let's look at the flea boy again. What's he need? He just needs like a little, like maybe a backpack full of his invention. Derek is saying the flea beetle is a hyper competent sidekick. And I would agree. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I'm going to give him a backpack. <laughs> and every time he reaches into that backpack, you get exactly what you needed. Exactly what you're looking for. It's like a bag of holding from Dungeons and Dragons. Like, like she's like flea beetle. And he's like already holding the thing she needs. Like he's... Yeah. <laughs> I am going to dress him like what a child thinks a superhero looks like, though. Just like oversized gloves. Oversized oh, yeah. yeah. Boots. <laughs> like, he like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's adorable. I'm into this guy. Is, is Flea Beetle your new favorite? Uh, Flea Beetle so is looking very cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's make those boots stupid huge. That's what I like. <laughs> those are his jumping boots. Those are rocket powered boots, my friend. Oh, like, um,. Uh, atomic is it atomic boy who is the like robot boy with astro with boy? rocket boots astro boy yeah astro boy fun fact i have a friend whose son i was also thinking of mega man i think yeah yeah <laughs> astro boy and mega man have a lot in common I, I believe mega man is a derivative of astro boy yeah it's the like we're updating this idea for a modern audience of course now it's the 80s and it's not modern anymore how okay. dare you i'm still modern <laughs> <laughs> how dare you that bluey show i talked about a little while ago uh Mm -hmm. the the parents have an ep the the dad tells a story about the 80s and he keeps talking about the 80s and how everything was different like it's a totally different landscape and every time i'm like who is this episode for because there's no way (laughs) the people who are watching this grew up in the 80s like the adults in the room because the the people in the room with their children are probably 90s kids but then i remember that like People are having kids later and later now. You know, you having your first kid at 38. Now. But even like, so, like, I was I was born in the early 80s, but I don't remember. I was yeah. still, like, a small child, so I don't remember the 80s. Like, yeah. My, I mean, my parents would remember the 80s. Right. My parents But they're not having kids now, you know? The 80s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you'd need to be a teen to remember the 80s. Okay, I'm going to do some hard lines on this. I think I might add some more detail to her later, but let me add some hard lines just so you can see what's happening with them. Nice. I'm excited. I'm excited for a team-up. There we go. Again, this is not this is not final lines. Y'all have to do her justice with final lines later. 
Isabella is still my favorite, but I have a feeling I'm going to really like this one too. Oh, Darcy's getting feisty. I can hear him scratching at the door. I've been gone for too long. The cats get so fussy. Mother! Where are you? Mother! mother. Why have you abandoned us, mother? Why you are so you cruel. Love me anymore, mother? cruel, mother? <laughs> you can hear me near talking. I must drive him crazy. Who is she talking oh, yeah. to? Who is it? Who's more important than me, mother? <laughs> All right, if you pop over to the art tag on our Discord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you left out the fly. The poor fly. <laughs> oh, you're right. I didn't include fly. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to add him in post. I'll have to get You should have him. the fly, like, peeking out from behind. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the eensy-weensiest one, right? Because he's little, one. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is going to be Say the fun. name for I me like one the... more time. It's the ragwort. Ragwort seed head fly. Seed head. You Googling? I'm Googling him because I haven't Googled him yet. Oh yeah, just eensy weensy. Just a teeny little friend. Yes, have him like peeping because he's so little. Just the wittlest. Okay, hold on. I gotta... Okay, okay. <laughs> this might be stupid, but I've added the fly. Uh-oh. Is it too much? <laughs> it might be too much. Okay, okay. Hold on. Uh... Lay it on us. <laughs> Imagine the buzzing noise. And the gentle bobbing that will come with this. <laughs> oh boy. I love a warning before you share a drawing. <laughs> <laughs> that's always that's always a good sign, right? Alright, here we go. Upload a file. <laughs> Are those goggles? See where I Yeah, it's goggles. And then like I'm imagining him quite young, even though he was yeah. an adult. But like <laughs> like a baby that just is attached to a backpack that flies. Which is like, it looks like she's pointing to him like, excuse me. <laughs> Could you not, please? Someone take care of this buzzing boy. <laughs> Buzzy boy? Well, leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the this team. Is a, this is a good team. This team is the best team. And like, That's I assume that the fly cannot speak. He only speaks baby, yes. like Jack Jack in The Incredibles. They're like, concur, concur. Yeah, just babbles. This whole pantheon of of creatures that no one can understand, but everyone understands. It's great, Amanda. Thank you, thank you. I can't wait to see it all colored in. It's going to be ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to give this guy purple boots so bad. Full space ranger energy. So there you go. Well There's done. The, the team up that Isabella and uh, Wooly Bear want to be as good as. They aspire <laughs> to be as efficient as as this family. <laughs> they are very very efficient, and we we love them for it because we love cows so, and we horses. Cows. Yeah, okay. oh, I should give one of them like a pet cow, like a like a like a toy cow. I'm gonna add a toy cow to. Oh, a toy cow is a good idea. He's holding his favorite toy cow. Moo. Is the fly going to be holding the cow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dangling? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do I do want an all-ages comic book about this family now, though. I They are so good. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. 
We could do it. Oh, we, we could definitely it. do it. Look at that little cow. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really does emphasize what a, team. Like a, a, a baby that's flying around. Yeah. <laughs> what a fantastic team. High fashion you've assembled mom and little gremlins. <laughs> Her little gremlin she does not pay attention to. They just <laughs> well, follow just, her around. They're all just so confident they don't need her. She's already trained them all up. <laughs> they came out ready to fight crime. <laughs> I love it. Like they they definitely have like a poison ivy esque villain that's like their main villain that's just ragwort. And they just keep calling yeah. him Stinky, Stinky Willie and he's like, My name is Ragwort <laughs> and they're like, mm Stinky Willie. Yeah, it's definitely uh, <laughs> a, a guy and he's they like just call him Stinky Willie. Perfect. <laughs> like they know who he is, like in his civilian uh form. And they're like, Whatever Willie and he's like, I'm Ragwort when I put on the mask, I'm Ragwort and they're like, Whatever, Stinky Willie. <laughs> yeah, they don't even consider him a real villain. They just no, no. him the whole time. He's like the monarch from uh, Venture Brothers. Exactly. They're just like, oh, this guy. Respect me. Okay. Respect me. Respect me. <laughs> they just refuse to. They just won't. They're like, uh, like Ragwort's not a better name than Stinking Willie, guy. Like, Ragwort's also a terrible name. <laughs> he doesn't realize it. <laughs> Professor, Professor uh, Tansy. Well, if you love Isabella and our new friend, cinnabar moth i hope you have a beautiful national moth week enjoy some moths take some pictures of moth and upload them on that uh that animal website what was it called iNaturalist iNaturalist put them up there and let other people see your beautiful moth pictures or uh, send them to us so we can see them we love pictures you can always post on our reddit come find us come love us although reddit's kind of dying so you know we'll see (laughs) come anyway Every time I plug a social media, it's like on the verge of death. So maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one doing it. Uh, that's all. Love you, bye. Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen Nide. Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug-related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. Whip it awesome!